0: Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball.
1: TJ Rosine here with the Hardwood Hustle. We are coming to you from Orlando, uh, live at the Junior NBA World Championships, and we're here with Shot Tracker. And, and usually we start you off with a, a Shot Tracker tip or suggestion, but today we're just going to tell you what Shot Tracker got going on. This is pretty cool right here. i got a special guest, uh, Jeremiah Boswell and uh, jeremiah's with the junior nba and uh, he's sitting here watching just what i'm watching on these ipads is they're lighting it up shot trackers got uh, live ipads for all of the coaches and they're immediately getting instant feedback on shot charts and passes per possession anything you can name it we're going to go deeper into that uh, this weekend but right now i'm going to jump in with jeremiah jeremiah first of all thanks a lot for being on
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, so I've known Jeremiah for a while. PGC Basketball, we have a partnership with Junior NBA. and it's been really neat just to see where the junior NBA – and the idea is just impacting and making a difference in the game and, and making the youth experience even better. Uh, and they're doing that. They've partnered with 12 different people around um, around the U.S. And, and focusing on the youth, focusing on how to make the game better. Before we get into that, we'll get into that a little bit later. Jeremiah, if you could just give, us, give our listeners just a little bit of background. I know your background, but I'd love for them to hear as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm, I'm a basketball guy I'm from Georgia, from a small town in Jasper. Uh, Um, Grew up playing the game, loving the game, multiple sports. Um, Was recruited to play at at Columbia University in the Ivy League in New York. Um, Went on to to work for the NBA right out of school, but had such an itch to keep playing that I I went on to play overseas for about seven years. Mm. Stayed connected doing uh, international stuff with the NBA in my off seasons. Um, And then... uh, helped found an academy in Atlanta called the Skill Factory Mm -hmm. and about three years ago uh, rejoined the NBA and the junior NBA kind of leading some coach development resources
1: yeah love it so uh, the first thing that strikes me uh, you know I think coaches are always talking to their players about you know academics and why they matter obviously it mattered to you I mean you don't get into the school you got into in Columbia you don't get into that without taking care of your academics tell us a little bit about how that played out for you and your experience
2: yeah absolutely I mean my parents. Where credit to them, they they made sure that I was on on everything in the classroom. So you know, it was important to me too. I took a little bit of pride, but I didn't understand the significance until later on. Like Mm -hmm. you know, that's how it works with kids and parents. You 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 do what they tell you, but you don't get it until later. But um, you know, going to an Ivy League school. Um, I immediately realized the importance of time management and, and how much time you have to put in, but but also kind of how it sets you up for life, and, and that's really you know kind of the difference maker. Um, yeah, with education. yeah. I mean, so
1: you got a Columbia education, got to play basketball while you were doing it. that's that's pretty amazing. Listen, there's three parts. You know, the Hardwood Hustle is about educate, empower, and encourage. And the first thing I want to talk to you about is the education part. Like, what are some things you learned? Because you've uh, vast experiences, but. Uh, Things that you've learned that have made you a better leader, a better person from Columbia all the way to your professional days overseas to your time now with the junior NBA, what are some good lessons that you've learned that have made you a, a more productive worker, a better leader?
2: Yeah, you know, a lot of my lessons have come through basketball, which I think is is awesome about the sport, and and a lot of them have come through uh, former coaches. So I remember um, just kind of the learning from uh, Bob Donawald, who I played for. He mm-hmm. coached for the Cavs. Um, he coached in the NBA. He he actually coached me in his first year out of the NBA in Brazil. Wow. Um, and so we were down there. I was the only you know American down there with him, and and was able to kind of pick up on his his routine and what he does as a coach, and and it applied to life for me. So. Um, I I later went and watched him coach the Chinese national team and I got to sit in his pre-practice meetings and just kind of be around and and absorb what he was doing and the time that he spent um, in practice planning and talking through each detailed practice about who was matched up with who and what drill and what coach was jumping in here and And the reasons behind it all and what they were accomplishing within specific minutes of practice um, was something that I took both as a coach but also as a person. You know, like you need to have a plan for your life and and have a vision for where you're going.
1: You know, I mean, say the devil's in the details, it sounds like an extremely detailed
2: guy. Absolutely. I mean, you, you have to be careful with that in coaching because if you're, you know, too detailed all the time then it it drives people crazy Mm -hmm. but from you know from a uh a management standpoint the more detailed the better striking that balance exactly yeah
1: so you've been around the nba now and said how many how many years say this is your third year back back that you did in the summers exactly
2: so um you know the last 12 years probably been connected in some way yeah so you're, you're around obviously i mean it's
1: The NBA is a world-class organization, right, all over the world, and you've got to be around some phenomenal leaders um, in in the NBA headquarters, places like that. What kind of things do you take on a daily basis? What good lessons have you learned from, uh, from them?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it is in the details, too. I think, you know, being around basketball, uh, especially at the grassroots level, um, you you feel the experience, and then you go to something that the NBA is running like this, and you see the level of detail and attention that's that's put into everything. Um, The leadership, I mean, Commissioner Silver is is phenomenal Mm -hmm. uh, in his leadership style. Um, Very different than Commissioner Stern, but was also great. Uh, And so you can kind of look at the two and and see the differences and and appreciate both and, and learn from them. Yeah.
1: So let's talk for a second about uh, empowering. So along your journey, I mean, you, you go in, you play at Columbia, then you go play professionally overseas, and, and now with your career, what what empowered you? What are some things that just gave you confidence that allowed you to take that step? I mean, obviously when you come out of high school and you go become a freshman in college, it's a huge step, right? Then you go from playing college and you can play professional. Now you're stepping into arena with, with uh, the NBA, which is uh, tons of great minds, tons of great leaders. Share some things with me that over time have, that, en- that encouraged you, that gave you the confidence to step forward in that.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think confidence is something that I struggled with. Uh, I think a lot of players struggle with it as you go to that next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the earlier levels, my parents really helped you know get me just to take that step on the court and believe in myself. Um, and then coaches. Uh, coaches play a huge role in that. I played for... Uh, coach john Jacobs overseas in macedonia um and he was connected with athletes in action mm-hmm. and so just kind of having a greater vision for for what we were doing and why we were playing and and learning the game but but understanding that you know we could use our platform for something different yeah um kind of it helps you put basketball in perspective a little bit mm-hmm. and then you don't I wasn't putting so much pressure on myself and yeah. i think the pressure is what keep me from being my best at times yeah yeah and
1: i haven't i haven't met a player that hasn't struggled with confidence you know to be honest with you i haven't met a coach that has a struggle with confidence i think we, it's sometimes and we all need things that help us to get to get through this I, I segue into the next one so educate empower you know, encourage like what are some things that have encouraged you over time like what have you seen happen in the game what did you learn overseas I'm sure you've been in a lot of different countries a lot of different cultures uh, even your college experience what are some things that have just um, not, not, not just in you know encouraged you but inspired you and, and got you up when you were down
2: well I think something like this event is encouraging yeah. uh, because you get to see kind of the global aspect of the game coming together and I think at a time where there's a lot of mess in, in U.S. basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We came in at the NBA with the junior NBA and created a curriculum for coaches that's free resources and skills and drills. Um, we partnered with USA Basketball to create our youth basketball guidelines that you know focus on player health, uh, no more than two games per day, uh, what height of the basket should kids be playing on, at what ages. And so to me that's encouraging because it helps the long-term growth of the mm-hmm. game. And, and you're seeing um, all these cultures come together under one umbrella and it's really special that
1: is super encouraging to see all these teams so uh i want to talk more about what's going on here at this particular event and dive deeper into that it is really neat to see all these teams from all these different places all over the world being in one place here in Orlando, what a great place to have it, too, Orlando. I mean, if you were to bring everybody to one place, I mean, you've got to bring them to Disney World, right? right? That's the place you got <laughs> to bring them to. We're going to Disney World. I don't know if that was strategic or not, but that was, uh, that was really um, cool to see everybody come to, together here in Orlando. So we're going to take a um, halftime break, and we're going to get a tip from our friends
0: over at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. This week, coaches, I'd love for you to get a mirror. What I mean by that, get a mirror, i like for you to get a mirror and provide it to your players to help them improve their nonverbal, specifically their body language. You see, oftentimes our players can't improve their body language because they simply can't see what they're saying. They can't see it. They physically aren't aware of the message that they're giving off, and they've never been able to see it firsthand. Quote unquote, get a mirror this week, find a way to allow your players to see what they are communicating through their nonverbal body language. It will be a powerful exercise for you as a coach to allow them to improve on something that they otherwise never would have known, but now they see it come to light and it changes their entire perspective. Find a mirror and allow them to see what they are saying. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe. TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. Get started today. All right, Jeremiah. So
1: let's, let's dive in. Tell me a little bit more. Um, I, I'm, I'm aware um, just because of our partnership with PGC and what we're Junior NBA is trying to do. But when you say you partner with USA Basketball, you're putting out guidelines... What is it? Like what what is the mission? Cuz there's a lot of coaches out there that are going to get USA certified. They're, you know, catching on to what's going on in the junior NBA now. Like what's the mission? What's the heart of what you're trying? What the NBA is trying to accomplish
2: here? Yeah, I, I think, you know, there, there's twofold um and and part of it more recently developed, but ultimately the the NBA wants to see kids playing the game, having fun, but also learning the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can educate coaches on how to teach those kids to help them have a good experience so that they love the game and they're lifelong learners with basketball uh, we win. I think kind of on the other side it, it, what you're seeing is um, a lot of the stuff happening in youth basketball has, has gotten a little bit messy and, mm-hmm. and so um, looking for ways to be a little bit more on the ground um, and, and really helping in a meaningful way and, and that's what this event is really you know we've, we've got our flagship network that you mentioned, um, people who are working and we think do a great job um, around the country, um, teaching the game and, and helping kids improve, um, but also this this event as well. So we're actually hosting tournaments around the world and around the country um, done the right way. Yeah. So hey- – how, how many of those problems are
1: we're so I throwing you a lot of softballs we're gonna get a little bit deeper now okay so we're gonna how many of those problems can you address you know like when you, one of the things that's been frustrating to me is you know, a, you know a number of high school coaches that are good friends that are good people that I think are good coaches and they're getting frustrated they're getting out of the game they're finding other roles and it's happening all over the place and I, and and to me, I had my own experience you know and I went off I went to a small division one school to play basketball and um, it was completely different than the experience I've had before, and I grew up uh, around basketball, and I actually went and lived on a sailboat for a year. Didn't know wow. what I wanted to do, you know? Wow. And and I, I, I mistakenly thought that I just lost the love of the game, and that's kind of like what I told people. But. Really, I didn't, and I wasn't mature enough to protect my love of the game. Probably, some people took a little bit of that love of the game from me, and I wasn't mature enough to know how to handle that, you know, at the time. But you see, coaches, you know, that love being taken away from them, and I know they still love the game. I mean, it's the greatest game on earth, right? I mean, it teaches you so many life lessons, and five people, and what you got to do on the bench, and sacrifice, and selflessness, and uh, the I don't know another sport that teaches as many good life lessons as the game of basketball. Mm -hmm. But when you get down to it, there's there is a lot of frustration. There's a lot of frustration with, you know, handling parents, with uh, the AAU system, with, I mean, you name it. There's a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of, a myriad of problems that they're dealing with. And what, what can we do in the short term and what can we do in the long term?
2: Yeah, I think inevitably in any sport, but specifically basketball, there's going to be ups and downs as a coach. You're going to win games. You're going to lose games. You're going to beat yourself up about it. Um, And so a season may take its toll on you and and you feel like you're losing love. And and certainly I don't think anybody coaches because they uh, want a a bunch of money, right? They do it because they love the game and they love the kids and they understand kind of the bigger picture. Um, So, you know, for us, we're trying to establish kind of the foundation and and really push and promote coach licensing to make sure everybody's on an equal playing field and they've been certified and there's background checks and, and everything there. Um, you know it's it's a long term uh, it's a long play uh, but but we think we can get there with with kind of the the overall mission of empowering coaches educating coaches motivating coaches um, giving them leaders to look up to showing them a pathway to grow and improve so um, you know it's not an overnight fix and and there will always be up and downs but hopefully we can get there
1: we talked one time and you were talking about different nba players that were showing up at different events and you've been around some of those and you probably heard some Really good stories Who are some guys In the NBA right now Who you feel like Are really trying to give back To pour in To make an impact And and uh, and have a really good message That they're sharing With the world
2: You know it's You, you see it uh, LeBron James Steph Curry Sometimes those guys Get a little more pub But those guys Are doing it yeah. You know they, they really are Like you mentioned Parents a moment ago We started an initiative uh, For parents And we go around And we go to different markets And we do a parent forum uh, we'll take your kids and we'll do a clinic on, on another court, but we'll get all the parents together and talk with them. Uh, we'll have Positive Coaching lines come out. We'll have... You know, Steph Curry participated. Sonia Curry's mom, participated. Coaches participate. And we really dig in to, you know, what it's like and what are you going through and how do we how do we make you better parents so that the kid doesn't feel pressure from you. They're not dreading the car ride home, but they're enjoying their experience in basketball. Yeah. So, and
1: you have a partnership with uh, Positive Coach Alliance, too, who's doing a good job of that as well. They do
2: a great job, and they've provided a lot of resources that we uh, hand out at events and, and really help drive the, the parent movement forward. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're terrific.
1: Yeah, you know, looking at uh, LeBron James, I was just looking at the pictures of that school. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I, I, there's always going to be haters, and you hear people saying different yeah. things. But when you invest forty million dollars in building a school for underprivileged youth, I mean, I, I don't. It, I guess there's LeBron haters and there's LeBron lovers, but I, I don't. know. You got to step that aside. I've never been like he's not been my guy, even though I respect what right. what he's doing. I love. The way you know he has dominated the game, and he's one of the greatest players. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit older, so I'm, I'm a little bit more on the Jordan side yeah, there. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm starting to swing LeBron's way a little bit just because of the the philanthropic work that he's doing. Like he's really giving back to the to, to people.
2: He gets it. He yeah. gets it. There's there's no question. Even, regardless of, of you know how much money he has and and the haters or what whatever they want to say, to go through with building a school and and see it from start to finish is an unbelievably challenging task. Yeah, and, and he's imagine. done it and he's committed from day one. Yeah, and yeah, it's just
1: really cool to see, um, and I know there's a lot of players with unsung stories like that that are doing that type of stuff. I know at PGC we've worked with um, Jeremy Lin a good bit, and just to know his heart and to know his, yeah. you know his uh, and w- and what a role model he is not only in America but in, in in where he you know different countries around the world the impact that he has, and then to really get to know his heart and see like this guy's genuine. Like yeah. they, I mean, these when you get to know some of these guys, they really do uh, want to make change in the world. So tell me a little bit more about. Uh, This event, specifically the Junior NBA World Championships. We're here in Orlando. We said a second ago, like, what better place to be with young kids? I mean, it really you know exemplifies everything that's really good. They're playing the game they love, and probably one of the happiest places in the world, right? Yeah, with yeah. with uh, with the parks just a mile away from here. Yeah. And there and so tell me a little bit about the why behind it and in the experience that these young kids are having.
2: Yeah, we, I think we just felt like um, we have a, a really strong brand globally, and um, there's a there was a great opportunity to to do something that perhaps only we could do um and um hosting this tournament is a 14u tournament so we're we're age based at 14u um it's both a boys and girls tournament so you'll see you know a boys game going on right next to a girls game which is really kind of special and different yeah. and unique um, for a lot of tournaments it's a global tournament so we have you know uh eight regions around the world represented. Uh, both boys and girls, and then eight domestic regions that we have that that qualified. So if you won one of those eight international tournaments or you won one of our eight domestic tournaments, uh, coaches and players were flown here Hmm. by the NBA. Uh, You're put up here for the entire week um and and get to play in a really first class event um coaches get coach development um players get life skills off-court development we had a community day yesterday we have um, officials who are in um, our referee training program and it's really just a a first class experience that's like none other.
1: Yeah. What kind of feedback have you been getting? Kids loving it having a good time?
2: Everything has been overwhelmingly uh, positive. I I spent some time yesterday uh, painting at our uh, community care, NBA Cares event with, with a girl from India. It was her first time to the U.S. and she was just saying, how amazing america was how amazing the tournament was and you know i don't know how many games they've won or lost or will win or lose but that doesn't even matter
1: oh it's got to be it's got to be a uh, a once in a lifetime memory i mean the kids that are here it's gonna be something that they'll never forget and you know that the uh the experience of of basketball one of my favorite things at pgc is on our final night we're in the gym till two three in the morning and I always just have so much uh, just excitement and, and remember why I love the game. When you see kids in the gym on a Friday night at 2 a.m. loving the game, and I feel that same thing here is, you know, that uh, they're in Disney World playing the game they love, coming from countries all over the world, and they're in this one place, and there's one thing that brought them together, and it's that basketball.
2: Yeah. You know? No, it, it's it's really special. Um, and one thing that I'm noticing as well is – Players are kind of understanding that that it's bigger than them. I I was talking um, with a a few people from China yesterday, and they were talking about how the kids, you know, they're kind of the best in in their group or in their age or in their area. And now they've gotten here, and they're like, you know what? I've got some work to do. I've got to keep working on my game. And so you kind of get to see uh, you're not the best, and it's a motivator for the kids. You You know, I
1: always try and sell that to, like, high school players. And you probably see this in the Skill Factory, like, all they know is who they play against. So if they're the best in their local area, that's kind of where their vision stops. And then all of a sudden, they play a team that's better than it. Well, maybe their vision grows. And then all of a sudden, you know, when they get to college, a lot of these kids come into college, and because they were the, you know, they're all of the guys were the best on their team. And we get those players that, you know our college, and they kind of expect things to be easier, as did I when I was a player. That's you know, it's I think we all, it's what we know. But they come around, and these players are getting the opportunity to see not just the best in their area, but the best in the world, and that's Gonna probably serve them in their long run as development as players as well.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, th- these kids, uh, they're sizing each other up yeah. all day. Uh, Jairus Walker, um, he, he had some amazing dunks last night in our little dunk competition. We got players watching him and saying, all right, what do I have to do to, to beat him? Yeah. How, how do I yeah. get there? And um, it's, it's cool because now you go to practice. There's teams practicing this morning. Uh, Before their games, and there's a different focus. There's a different level of understanding of you know. Now I'm listening to coach when he's saying, you know what, I've got to be in my help side because if not, he's gonna you're gonna throw it over the top Uh, and he's gonna dunk. So um, it, it definitely helps coaches. Uh, we kind of preach their message. You can preach help
1: side all day long until all of a sudden somebody throws one up, and now they're dunking. Now you're like, ah, oh, I guess I really need to be in help side. <laughs> exactly. So you see, it, you see it firsthand. So so we're here with our friends at Shot Tracker, and uh, this, this event, like I try to paint the picture for people here. First of all, Junior NBA, as they always do, I had the opportunity to be at your event in Chicago. I mean, could y'all do any better branding than this? I mean, the whole thing looks like you built this facility, right? I mean, you got yeah. everywhere. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, I know a lot of our coaches that listen have been here. They've either coached here um, or they've uh, or they've been here recruiting or or, uh, or scouting. But this place looks even different. It looks beautiful with all the branding that you guys have done. And then we've got Fox Sports uh, covering the games, and they're covering a lot of the games. I was watching it the other night from home before I got here and uh, we love seeing our friends at Shot Tracker. They were showing all these iPads that these coaches have on the bench that they're mm-hmm. actually using. Uh, it's a pretty cool function, huh? all the things that it can do.
2: Yeah, it's it really is amazing. I think uh, a lot of the coaches haven't been aware of the capability, and it was kind of like, oh, the, the kids are putting something on their shoe before the game yeah. and not really understanding the magnitude of, uh, and level of detail of what they're getting and how it can help them within a game. I mean, I think... Honestly, they're blown away um, by just what you can do and the functionality of, of shot tracking or what it's doing re- real time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really neat just to see these iPads be in the hands of those people and that the fan app where fans can look on there, to see Fox covering the games, to see Junior NBA putting on an amazing event. Uh, it really is a cool thing, and, and I think it's... it's uh, uh, the fact that it's in Orlando makes it even ten times cooler. Mm-hmm. It's just here in a, in a place where young kids can enjoy the game and enjoy life in general. And um, Jeremiah, anything else that you want to add? Anything else our coaches need to know about junior NBA? Anything else uh, that you'd like to
2: share with them? Uh, I think we're, we're excited about this initiative. Obviously, this is um, year one of, of the program, and, and we expect and hope to continue to grow and spread the message. Um, and and so, just encourage you to share and, and get involved. Um, it is everything is, is for good, is for positive, and, and we're in it for the same reason that, that all you coaches are out there in it for. So we'd love to collaborate.
1: Yeah, and so, well, thanks for all that you're doing for the, for the youth game. Thanks for the NBA stepping up uh, to improve the youth game, and uh, just excited to be here of the event. And talk to some of your colleagues over the time too, and, and get their take on it. But Jeremiah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for Thank you. uh, sharing your insight, your story. Um, the fact that you played at uh, Columbia, we know we've got a smart guy on here, um, but also a really humble guy who's just trying to make an impact in the game. So appreciate all that you're doing for the game. and Thanks for joining the Hardwood Hustle, and uh, we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.